Welcome to Lydiard Law with Paul Cott. Tips and tricks for your legal issues. Wage theft. It's a term we've heard a lot about in recent years. The media in particular has shone a huge spotlight on well-known brands and celebrity bosses who have committed it. But what is it exactly? For the answer and more is Paul Cott, everyone's favourite lawyer and principal at Law on Lydiard. G'day Paul. A lot of people are wondering what wage theft is. Yeah, and I, I think the other issue about the term wage theft is that it's probably not really correct because it's not theft under the legal definition, which means that you have to intend to commit an offence, whereas people are referring to wage theft as just where employees are not getting their entitlements or all their entitlements, such as annual leave, penalty rates, leave loading and superannuation. So when they talk about wage theft, it also includes, which is luckily the more common scenario of just inadvertent underpayments. But the media um, has been known to sensationalise it, put under wage theft, because look, there is some instances where these underpayments are deliberate, and it's a way of cutting corners and cutting costs, but generally we're talking about inadvertent underpayments of employee entitlements, or or non-payment at all, of course. What potential penalties are there where an employer deliberately underpays their workers? So there's potential for pretty big fines, depending on whether it's a corporation that runs a business or an individual. If it goes to court, there's all these various other remedies, such as having to put notices in the workplace, notifying all the other employees of what their entitlements are. Um, You may need to be ordered to undergo training. The employees may need to be ordered to undergo training as well as the business representatives. They may need to do an audit of the business at the employer's cost, that is, and they may need to engage a training organisation to get in there and actually do training presentations where the Fair Work Ombudsman, which is the body that often takes these matters to court, requests of the court to make an order that a workplace trainer is engaged a particular trainer, they had to approve the trainer. So there's a real process involved and it, it can cost thousands, if not hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars for an employer, obviously depending on the circumstances of how many employees there are. But where you've got a casual workforce with many employees who may be not getting annual leave loading, sorry, casual loading as well, there's real potential risk there. Whether it's intentional or not, are there particular industries that are doing it more than others? Yeah, I think, as probably many people have seen in the media, it does seem to be centred around, but not exclusively, retail, um, hospitality, such as restaurants and cafes, and generally food services as well. I think some of it is that when you've got a a big casual workforce, it does make the record-keeping obligations a bit more trickier and more involved. And so that's where employers often get it wrong. And to not keep proper records is actually an offence under the Fair Work Act as well. So they can be done for not only underpaying, but also non-record keeping as well. That that is a specific offence leading to potential remedies in itself. Mm. Well, if an employee is facing an issue at work where they think they may have uh, been underpaid, what can they do? Well, that's always a tricky issue, is that so many employees say, well, if I raise it at the workplace, what's going to happen? How is it going to be received? Is it going to be something that's going to happen to me? Are they going to sack me or reduce my hours or whatever it might be? But 
generally the first port of call, hopefully the employee is comfortable to do this, is to just raise it at the workplace level. Raise it with your manager, raise it with a supervisor, perhaps raise it with HR. Then you've got the Fair Work Ombudsman, which is free. They've got telephone advice services. I think they've even got a live chat line where you can go into there and make inquiries and, and raise issues there. Then I guess if you really have to escalate it, you can seek union advice if you're in the union or even see a legal practitioner. So there are options, but it's a tricky issue for an employee to raise. Well, if an employee does take the matter to court, uh, which courts deal with such claims? So probably the bigger ones, particularly ones done by the Ombudsman where there's many employees, goes to the Federal Circuit Court of Australia in front of, and it will he- be heard in front of a judge. Other times there's the Magistrates Court, a little bit less formal than the Federal Circuit Court of Australia, but there's a, a specific division in the Magistrates Court for these types of claims, it's called the Industrial Division. So generally the Federal Circuit Court or the Magistrates Court, um, sometimes even the Federal Court. What happens when an employee pursues an underpayment claim and their boss, well, the, the company goes into the liquidation or bankruptcy? Yeah, there, there is a scheme and it's a scheme of last resort, but there's been a scheme in place for many years called the Fair Entitlements Guarantee Scheme that is a Commonwealth Government-funded scheme where if that occurs, then that scheme will, will kick in. It does take some time. I've heard anecdotally that it can take a year to process, but there, that's a, a fallback scheme if the employee's wages are not paid through the liquidation process, which they may well be because they, they are a higher-ranking claim than unsecured creditors. But as I said, you've got a last-resort fallback option of the Fair Entitlements Guarantee Scheme. And there's a lot of information about that scheme online if people want to just chuck in that search term, Fair Entitlements Guarantee Scheme. Mm. And where do the unions fit in all this? Yeah, well, unions don't are not as relevant and as militant, I guess, and as strong as what they used to be. They still have a role because if you're in the union, you pay your dues as an employee, then you're entitled to at least consult with them and see what whether they can help you. Sometimes they even help employees if they want to escalate it with the paperwork to do with lodging legal claims. So the unions do have a role, albeit it's decreasing over time. But if you're in the union and that you believe that you're underpaid, rather than raising it with the the employee, the union may be the best port of call. If an employer is subject to penalties, where does the money go? Where do the payments go? So generally there is a rule of practice, although it's not um, set in stone in law, that those penalty payments go through to the employees. So as well as the court maybe ordering a rectification of the underpayment so that the underpayments are made, there's penalties that whacked on top and generally they go to the employees as well on a pro rata basis. Is wage theft a crime and where the employer or even the employee might face uh, jail? Yeah, and that goes back to what we discussed at the start of the episode today where the term wage theft suggested it is a crime because it's a criminal offence, but currently in Australia it is not. There was a proposal to criminalise wage theft or underpayments, but that's fallen away for the minute, perhaps for political reasons. But at present it is not a crime and it is not something that can lead to somebody um, having jail time. If an employee raises an issue with their employer about an alleged underpayment, can the employer then sack 
the employee for raising it? Yeah, again, that relates to what we said, is that um, the employees are often so fearful of raising these issues. What are the ramifications of doing so going to be? It's unlawful under the general protections provisions of the Fair Work Act. So all employees and even contractors and other, other people have a set of general protections at work, such as not being discriminated against. And also, if you raise or exercise a workplace right to raise a complaint or inquiry in relation to your employment, and as a result of that, then that your adverse action is taken against you, which is commonly termination, then that is unlawful under the Fair Work Act, and it leads gives rise to a potential claim for a general protections claim in the Fair Work Commission. Again, where penalties can be awarded and compensation awarded to the employee as well. That's Paul Cott, Principal at Law on Lydiard. You've been listening to Lydiard Law. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whichever app you access your favourite podcasts. If you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes, why not leave a review? It always helps others to find and enjoy the podcast too. For more information about Lydiard Law or any legal issues you'd like to discuss with Paul, go to lawonlydiard.com.au. Paul Cott and I look forward to your company next episode. Until then, I'm Chris Ashmore. Thanks for listening.